This is Michael Osterlink. Welcome to Radio, where we explore individual and social transformation through collaborative action. Today's show is brought to you by Cosper Scafidi, an amazing body worker in the Northern Virginia area who has integrated different somatic practices, including rolfing, into his work. You can learn more about Cosper's work at cosperscafidi.com. Today's guest is Dan Dominguez, whose diverse backgrounds includes being an academic scholar, college mascot, Army Ranger, sales leader, marathon runner, tracking cross-country coach, and Rotarian. Dan spent 24 years in the healthcare sales space and rose to leadership roles at the national level for one of the nation's largest medical device companies. Under his leadership, his teams consistently suppressed their sales quotas. However, achieving those goals came at a price. Dan realized that spending two to three weeks every month traveling and then coming home to volunteer as a board member for three charitable organizations was not leaving time for the most important people in his life, his family. Dan dedicated himself to finding a new career that allowed him to fill his calling as a sales leader while fulfilling his need to contribute positively to his community. Three months later, he became chief growth officer at the Y Institute. Cool. Hey, Dan. How you doing, buddy? I'm outstanding, Michael. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's great to have you. So you, you were driven by family value. Obviously, they were really important to you, and you recognized that you couldn't spend two or three weeks on the road and also have family life. But you're also yeah. driven by a, a desire to serve, to see the world made into a better place. Talk to me about those two values and how they showed up in your life. I have to imagine early on. You know, um, a lot of us have, you know, the work we do at the Y Institute, when we help people find their whys, um, people often say, wow, you got me. When you and I talked about your why of challenging the status quo, you said, wow, that's me. A lot of things make sense when, when you said that to me. Well, my why is to contribute. And the reason for that is, I think it's twofold. The question that we often get is, Dan, is it nurture or nature that develops our why? And the answer I like to give is yes, uh, because I think it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. Now, my story growing up, uh, I grew up in a, in a not so great part of town, but I was blessed with two parents who loved me and who always put education first. But, you know, neither of my parents graduated even high school. So I had a lot of mentors in my life that said, hey, there's things you can do. And they helped me. They helped me see that college was a possibility, that uh, leaving, leaving that, uh, uh, the poor area of town was a possibility. Graduating high school was a possibility, right? Uh, and that you could achieve things like, um, you know, finish a uh, ranger school, which is something, you know, not a lot of people can do, even, even uh, when, when you get into the Army. So what I found is that because I had so many mentors in my life, I think that's driven me to contribute to society. Uh, one of those things that, one of those ways that I know uh, is a nurture, uh, people have asked me, you know, Dan, why did you go in the army? And I said to myself, well, I thought about it. And the only thing I could think of was I wanted to give back. I knew that so many people had given to me. And that was my way of saying, hey, you know, you take a kid who used to get in a lot of trouble in middle school and somebody pulls him aside and, and puts some good thoughts and good advice in his head. And now he's graduating college because, you know, I didn't have to go to the army to pay for school. I was already, I was on an academic scholarship. College was paid for. But I said, you know what? I want to, I want to give back. And I did. So, so I think the, the question about nature and nurture is definitely yes. 
Um, but I think I that. Some, so many great people in my life help me, makes me want to help others. Which you are doing through the Y Institute. Uh, I was fortunate to have gone through part of your process and look forward to continuation so I can learn more about myself and in general, but also about your process. Because I think uh, hearing from our clients who have gone through your process, the insights they've gotten of why they are here and how they can express that in their lives and how by letting people that they are relating to, like their partners, know why they're, what their why is, that can change the dynamics. Now, for people listening, going, what is he talking about? What is this Y Institute? So here's maybe a great segue for you to talk about the Y Institute and why it's, why it's important for people to understand their why, both for their own personal self-development, but also in terms of relationships. No, absolutely. And thank you for giving me that opportunity, Michael. You know, the Why Institute exists because we believe that knowing your why is the essential first step in self-awareness. When you know your why, you play to your strengths, you get noticed, you feel valued, and you have unlimited energy. So we take folks through a process of discovering their why that was developed by our founder, Dr. Gary Sanchez. He listened to that same TED Talk that a lot of us have heard by Simon Sinek that tells us to start with why. And it, when he heard that talk, he said, I think I want to find out my why. So he called Simon Sinek back when you could do that 10 years ago. He called him up and he said, Simon, tell me, how do I find out my why? And they spent eight months going back and forth on email. They did WebExes, they did phone calls. And they finally figured out that Gary's why was to find a better way and share it with the world. So if your why is to find a better way, the first thing he did was, there's got to be a better way to find out my why than to spend eight months uh, with the guy who came up with the concept because there's no way we're going to be able to share it with the world one person at a time, eight months at a time, right? So he went to work. He uh, and spent the next two years and uh, he interviewed everybody. If you were sitting next to him in the grocery line, standing next to him, he was going to figure out your why. Sat next to him on a plane, he was going to ask you what your why was. And through that research, the next couple of years, he came up with about 1,500 questions. Now, you experienced probably about 10 or 12 of those questions because after he came up with those 1,500 questions, he could find out a person's why in about four hours. Then he got it down to about one hour. And then he said, I, this is still not fast enough. So he developed the why discovery, which you took online, and it takes about five minutes, and it takes those 1,500 questions and distills out your why in five minutes or less, which is what people really like. When we talk to coaches, executive coaches who use our process to get to know their clients, they love how simple it is. They love how fast it is. And they love that you can do it anywhere, right? If you and I are having a conversation at a bar and you want to take your why, you, you go to the website and go to whyinstitute.com, click on the button that says, I want to find out my why. And five minutes later, you know your why. Um, so all those things add to the simplicity. So Gary's why, for example, is to find a better way. His how is to make things clear, is to clarify things. And his what, ultimately what he does, is make things simple. So that is the why discovery. You know, he found a better way to do it. He makes it very clear. It's really, and then he developed a simple solution that anybody can do. Before we get into the three-stage process, um, there are nine categories of, of why. Uh, 
How did he come up with that? So, you know, what, ha what ends up happening when you talk to about 2,000 people and you, and you ask them the same questions to figure out what their whys are, he noticed that he could put people in, into the categories. So there are whys. The first one, and I'll go probably tell them to you in order of most common to least common, uh, contribute is one of the most common. And these are people who want to contribute to a greater cause, make a difference, add value, have an impact. That's my why. So I'm very familiar with it. Uh, trust is the second most common. These are people for whom trust is very important. If you, if you build trust with these people, the sky's the limit. You break the trust, however, you're done, right? And we all know people like that. They're very, uh, very protective of the relationships they build. And they, they believe trust is the most important thing. The third one is to make sense. These are people who like to make sense of complex uh, situations or problems. They're problem solvers. They're the kind of people you can take a, a big problem and they, they just look forward to that problem because they love solving problems. So they make sense of things. Uh, they also make sense of things very quickly. So they can sometimes be seen as impatient, right? Because they, they got it. They're, they're the ones that in a conversation and you're trying to explain something, they're like, I got it, go on, go next, next, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very quickly. Uh, the fourth one is better way. These are people that are always finding a better way to do things. Our, our founder is that way. They can't help themselves. If they see a chair, they find a way to make that chair a little bit better. If, they, if they're riding in a car, they can think of better ways the car could be designed. They're always looking for better ways. So they're great people to have on your team because they're always looking for improvements. The fifth one is right way. These are people for whom it's very important that things be done the right way, that they deliver reliable results. You can count on them. So they're not going to cut corners. They are, the, they are going to do things the right way. There's great people to have in accounting, for example. You want them to make sure they're going to round to the penny and do things right. They follow processes very well. The sixth one is challenge. These are people who like to think differently. Challenge the status quo, like Michael O. He, <laughs> he doesn't like to follow a recipe. He doesn't have to follow the rules. He's the one that always asks, why do we have to do it that way? And these are great people to have on your team because they are going to look at things differently and they're going to keep you from getting stale in your organization. And you have to know the value of these people so that you can keep them because you put these people in a rule, a heavy environment, and you're going to burn them out. They're not going to have fun. So you want to nurture that challenge mentality and make sure they have the opportunity to share their perspectives. The seventh one is mastery. These are people who love knowing everything and anything about whatever subject they're, they're involved in. For you and I, you know, make, uh, making a hard-boiled egg is, is three steps. For them, it's 28 steps because they've got temperature of the water, the temperature of the egg, how long was the egg in the refrigerator. They like to know everything. And so they're great people to have as experts. They're going to be your experts in fields. The eighth one is clarify. People that love to clarify everything. So they, they got to be clear. They want to be understood and they want to make sure they understand you. Well, they're the ones that in, during a presentation, at the end of the presentation, they're the ones that raise their hand and say, wait, I have a question. What if this, right? And they come up with all the what if scenarios so that they are very, very clear. So when they're clear, uh, then they can move on. But if they're not clear, they stop. They'll stop the presentation and they'll keep asking questions until they're clear. And the last one is simplify. Again, these are people that can take, unlike mastery, will they take eight, three, uh, 18 steps? 
they'll take an 18 step process and simplify it to three steps. They're quick, they bring it down and they wanna make it simple so that everybody can use it. So to answer your question in a long way, but to give everybody a, an idea of the nine whys, um, really the way, the way they, they came to be was from all those 2000 people that were interviewed with 1500 questions, they all fit one of the nine whys. And what we have found, now we've done this with over 40,000 people. And the reaction we get is the one you had, that's me. So we know that, that we've gotten it right. We don't think there's any more out there. Could there be? Absolutely. And if, there's a, and if there is, guess what we're gonna do because our founder's a better way guy. If there's a better way to find it out, we're gonna use it. So, but right now it's, uh, those are the nine whys that we've been using for the past 10 years. So let me ask you this, because I can imagine someone who hasn't gone through this process, but is listening to this conversation would say, wait, I'm four and seven. You know, I have, I, trust is really important to me and I like to simplify. Or, you know, um, I want to do things better and another one of the nine. Like, how do you respond to people who might say, I have characteristics that fit into a few of those categories, not just one? Yeah, so that's a great question. That's why uh, we call finding your why the essential first step because it's only the first step. All of us have a why, all of us have a how, and all of us have a what. We, um, if you listen to Simon's talk, he talks about the golden circle, right? You tell people why you do what you do, you tell them how you do it, and ultimately you tell them what you do. And one of our early, early adopters and friend of the Y Institute, Jamie Doherty in California, was looking at our nine whys and he said, you know, I think one of the nine whys is your why, one of the nine whys is your how, and then another one is your what. I think the best way to illustrate that is, I'll tell you my why, how, what. So I tell people, my why is I exist to positively impact the lives of others. How I do that is by challenging the status quo and looking at things from a different perspective but ultimately what I do is build trusting relationships to help others move forward fast. So hmm. you want me to be bought into something. I need to know that it impacts people positively, that it challenges the status quo, and that it builds trust. If it checks off those three things, I wanna do it. And the reason I wanna do it is because I'm gonna have energy for it. It's what drives me, right? When we're doing that thing, when we're doing our why, we have energy. So when people come to you and they present you a project they want you to work on and they say, you know, Michael, we, we're, we're not sure what else to do with this. We need a fresh perspective. You're probably going to jump at that, right? Because it's an opportunity to look at things differently, which you love to do. Now, if they come to you and they say, hey, look, we've got a spreadsheet here and we're off by 0.001%. Can you, can you help us figure this out, Michael? Would you mind spending the next four hours looking at that? What are you gonna say? I have to throw. Well, first, I'll throw up because <laughs> <laughs> right. I hate spreadsheets. I'm not good with numbers. It's not my thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, not my thing. <laughs> so, so, so that's how that's how we that's how we use the why, the how, and the what. Yeah, and yeah. we all have a little bit of each of the nine whys. You know, so people that say, you know, I've got a little bit. Of, you absolutely do. Your top three are the ones that matter because that's your operating mechanism. Your why is what is what wakes you up in the morning. Your how is how you do your why and your what is what you deliver. So having that statement, having that clarity 
will allow you to be more passionate about the work that you do and allow you to filter those things that you don't want to be involved in because they're not going to have energy for so you just did a great job of explaining why it's so why it's so important for people to to know what their why, how, what are, uh, just because it's you know it's it's, it's a, a foundation for their passions in their lives and how they operate, and almost gives them permission to be who they are. I would imagine, as opposed Absolutely. to uh, you know an identity they picked up through social pressure and culture that's really not them, Absolutely. which is wonderful. Talk to me how it also benefits the relationship. Either you're part of a you know a partnership, a marriage, or part of a team. Yeah, you know, I I I can't believe I went my whole life without this. I've been married for 25 years. I've got two daughters. My two daughters are their wives are challenged, uh, and my wife's why is clarify. So let me tell you how that works. And yeah, that'd be great. To frustrate us. Uh, I'm a contributor. I want to help people. And I, I, you mentioned in my bio, I used to come home from traveling all week, and then I'd go volunteer and be on a board, and then I'd go do a fundraiser or something. And and my wife wanted to know, well, why are you doing all of that? She didn't know what was driving that until she found out that my why was to contribute. And then I used to get really frustrated with her because when it came time, so remember my how is challenge. So when yep. it comes to, you know, planning a trip or something, I just go, hey, let's get in the car and go. Let's go to the airport, buy, you know, we've got reservations. We'll find a place to stay when we get there. Um, she's, her, she's clarified. She needs to be clear. Where are we going? Who are we staying with? How many days are we going to spend there? What's the rate at the hotel? Did we get the best deal? She, eh, things have to be really clear for her. And if they're not, she's stuck. She doesn't want to move forward. That used to frustrate the heck out of me. Now I know that that's just her why. So I make sure and try to give her clarity. If I want her to buy in, I make sure she has clarity. If I give her all the details, she's bought in. She's going to go with me. If I, if I don't, we're going to have a fight or two on the way to the airport because she wants to know where we're going, right? Uh, so in knowing each other's why, knowing my daughter's why has been so helpful. You know, my little eight-year-old, we go run every morning and uh, she challenges she, the other day we were going to go run and she didn't have her socks on. And I said, Sophia, you need socks. She's like, no, I don't. <laughs> Why do I have to wear socks, right? What do challenge kids say? Why do I have to wear socks? Uh, you know, people used to run barefoot. And so, I, you know, Mr. Google helped me. I picked up my phone I t- and, and the, the, the runner's world says, with today's running, knowing that she was challenging just to see what I would do, I, I just said, okay, you don't have to wear socks. Let's, let's use our energy. Let's fight another battle, right? Let's let you have that win. Let's let you cre- uh, express yourself by not wearing socks because people who challenge the status quo just want to see things differently and they want to be different. They like being different. So all the other kids are running around with socks. He doesn't wear socks and that's okay. And, and I have to imagine, you know, it's like the via negativa uh, in a relationship. You're, you're removing a lot of the the things that contribute to conflict, like misunderstandings, like, oh, it's, we need to do it my way. I don't understand why you do X, Y, or Z. It's also via positiva. Now I understand you. I, I can support you and who you are and how you show up in the world as opposed to, you know, my conceptions of how you should be. No, how you are is how you are. Exactly. That's yeah. awesome. 
It makes communication so much easier. Yeah. In a professional sense, as, as I mentioned, uh, you know, our founder's why is better way. So in yeah. everything he does, he's going to look for a better way to do it. So I remember when I started working with Gary, uh, he'd say, hey, Dan, can you come up with something for, for this campaign that we're doing? I'd say, sure. And I'd work really hard. I'd work for a couple of days and I'd bring it to him. And he'd say, yeah, it's pretty good, but we could do this better. We could do that better. And, and I realized, well, that's his way. He can't help it. But if I've spent two days working really hard, the last thing I want to hear is, you could have done this better. You could have done that better, right? It would be frustrating. So now, just knowing that about him, I always take him drafts. When I'm about 80% done, I send it to him. What do you think? And then he can better weigh it. And then yeah, he yeah. gets back to me. And then I finish it with his input. And it's better before we finish it. And I don't get my feelings hurt. And now I don't get my feelings hurt anyway, because I know it's just his way. He can't help himself. Yeah, that is awesome. I, I could imagine, as your example you just gave, how useful that could be in a team setting at work. Because yes. you don't have to take things personally. It's not about you. It's really about right. them and how they show up and operate in the world. Yeah. For example, your why is often misunderstood as a challenge of status quo. People <clears throat> sometimes say, oh, gosh, he's just the naysayer. He never wants to go along with the rules, right? Versus the way we talked about it earlier. You see the world differently. You mm -hmm. are, your gift is that you're not going to accept the status quo uh, because you're going to look at things differently. And when we're a company that's trying to change and adapt with our challenging times right now, it's good to have a couple of challenges, status quo people that'll tell us, hey, why do we have to do it that way? Do we have to be stuck that way? Or can we do it differently? People like you, people with your why, literally change the world. Steve Jobs was a challenge. Um, you know, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of other, well, there, there's so many, uh, the great inventors. I mean, uh, I don't know that uh, the Wright brothers weren't challenged the status quo because they did things differently. Uh, so there's a lot of examples of famous people that have throughout the ages, um, Herb Kelleher, Southwest Airline, they, everything <laughs> they do, they challenge the status quo, right? No assigned seats, no, no meals, just peanuts, right? Um, that was completely different when they first came out and now it's, uh, it's their way of doing business. I have to imagine that you could have someone like that who creates a space for something new to emerge and then other people play the role of, okay, now how do we concretize it? Another role might be, well, how do we improve upon it as it is? You know, right. so all the different people can play different roles within a new framework. And then the person who challenges the status quo then plays that same role. We need to create a new space and then exactly. the other people can play their, their particular roles. Yeah, well. the, 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 I mean, and we don't do anything at the Y Institute. We don't work with anyone. We don't, we don't hire anyone until we know their why. And before we partner with anyone, you know, whether it, we're, we're hiring out for, for outsourcing things, we have them take the why discovery because we mm -hmm. want to know what drives them. And so we understand each other better. And uh, we also know that there's certain roles for certain people. Like we said, we don't want to take somebody with a why of challenge and put them in the accounting department. Just right, like, right. Um, you know, we don't want to put uh, somebody with a why of uh, mastery in some place where they have to make quick decisions because they, they want to know everything, right? They want to learn. Yeah. And so if you need quick decisions, you want to put somebody with a simplify why in that role because they'll look at it, simplify it, and move forward or make sense. They see problems, they make sense of them, and they move on. So knowing that about them helps us put them in the right role, put them on the right seat on the bus, so that the bus is rolling in the right direction, Smoothly. in the right role, 
You don't want the guy with the, the, without a driver's license in the driver's seat. Right on, right. So people are going to watch or listen to this, and they're going to say, wow, this is, sounds fascinating. What's the next steps? Like, how does someone go through the process of discovering it's, their why, how, and what? It's very simple, Michael. Just have them go to www.whyinstitute.com. You'll click on there, and the first thing you'll see is, I want to discover my why. Click on that button. You can find out your why in five minutes. You can do it from your mobile phone. You can do it from your iPad, Samsung. You can do it from your computer. Um, and once, once you know your why, you're going to get an, an offer to find out your how and your what, and you can do that too. But if you're happy and you know your why, and that's all you needed to know, you'll be done in five minutes. Nice. And if they want to know their how or what, what's, the, what's that process involved? So right now, you know, we're evolving as a company. We're always looking for a better way. But right now, if you want to know <laughs> how and your what, we actually are offering a two-hour webinar. their why that month uh, can sign up for it. We'll walk you through. Dr. Gary Sanchez gets on the phone on, a, on the webinar with you, and we walk you through your why, your how, and your what. We figure, uh, we help you come up with your why, how, what statement, like the one I read to you earlier help you come up with a message so that people get you. But when somebody says, Michael, what do you do? Tell me about yourself. You can say my why is, my what, how I do that is, and what I bring is this. It's a very simple, it gets people to lean in and be interested in you because somebody says, Michael, what do you do? And you give them your resume, their eyes glaze over, right? <laughs> you start saying, oh, I've done this, I've done that. I spent 10 years doing this. Okay, thanks, I gotta go, right? <laughs> Versus when <laughs> and everything that I do, I like to challenge the status quo and look at things differently. Really? How do you do that, Michael? It, it opens the conversation. It gets people to lean in. So, we, you know, we work with individuals. We work with companies. Sometimes companies want to know their why, how, and what. And we work with companies to help them develop their messaging internally so that everybody in the company knows why they're there, how they do things, and what they do. And then we also work with companies to help them develop messaging that matters so that when they put a message they're attracting people that believe what they believe. That's awesome. Great. And your website one more time. Say again. Your website one more time. The website is whyinstitute.com. www.whyinstitute. It's whyinstitute.com. Awesome. Dan, thank you so much. Great to, great to talk to you. And let me encourage people because it is a fascinating process to find out your why, your how, and your what to check you guys out online and, and, find that stuff out about yourself and your your spouse your kids your teammates anyone yes. and everyone thank you dan thank you very much michael it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, good luck with everything love to hear the recording once we're once we're done here sounds good take care buddy have a great one